Hi, y'all. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got the A team here again. And this episode is being brought to you from the Russell, a unique hotel experience in Nashville, Tennessee. It is absolutely amazing. It is by far the prettiest boutique hotel that East Nashville has. You've got to check out the stained glass windows. They're absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. You've never seen anything like it before, seriously. All right, 18 back. Today, we're talking about jaw-dropping guests. <gasps> and, like, this is real stuff. Like, this is not anything that we made up in can't a movie. Make this up. No, we can't make this up. These are not things. Like, I just cannot believe people do these things. Like, I mean, some some of the things that uh, we're going to share with you all are literally so jaw-dropping. I'm talking like sex on tables, uh, humping dogs. We're talking about people peeing on a floor nude. Cocaine off the toilet seat. Yep. All the good stuff. Brian's catching on fire. Brian's catching on fire. That's a really important one. Yep. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. How should we jump in? I feel like I feel like I need to go first. Okay. We need to start with the least worst of the worst. I don't know. This no. is pretty. This is pretty like. I think this is the best. Starting off with a bang, literally. And so, uh, to process this story, I'll just start with this happened a few years back, and this was my first wedding I had ever worked with Angela. I had started my internship, and I've been working in weddings and events for eight years now, and I. It's not like you were a newbie. Yeah, and I, I just wasn't expecting this, and it didn't scare me away or anything, but I kind of left that wedding was like, is this real? Like, is, is this really happening? What kind of event did these people put on? So this was my first impression of an Angela Prophet wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and so this client... Oh gosh, like where do we even start? They were very young and they had a huge bridal party, all young people. I feel like some of them were even still in college, hadn't graduated yet. And so the mindset was just a very young mindset. And this particular wedding was kind of like an indoor outdoor thing. And they had different areas where they were doing different things. They had dinner in a tent and then they had dancing and stable house. And they were spread out on the property. Yeah. And I guess the first thing that kind of kicked off this wedding into crazy town was they had an ice luge and 
they didn't order any liquor to go down it. So again, this is my first Angela Prophet wedding and it was so much fun. Um, but I'm like, why do we need liquor? Like we just had beer and wine and I, I didn't realize they wanted an ice sculpture with their monogram with a luge to like pour liquor. So let me just yeah. tell you that, like I, that went over my head. So yeah. So we ended up calling a liquor store down the road and I think I picked up 10 handles of Jaeger <gasps> and Gross. they started just shooting Jaeger down the ice luge and what's the word we like to use? Turnt. They got real turnt after that. <laughs> and like the groom was picking up his mom and like throwing her across the dance floor, like not literally throwing her, but like not being gentle. <laughs> and so, like it just turned into like a crazy party after that. And to, yeah, I guess just to say it, there was this couple. Well, before we get there, I'm radioed by a team member who said, I need you to come over into the stables. There's a situation. Yeah. And this particular stables, we had them dancing on the inside, and then there were tables outlining the outside. And there was a wall in yes. between, but still open air. Right. Porches. Right. And I'm like, I was in the middle of something important because I remember radioing back and say, can you not handle it? Like, is, what's, you know, what's wrong? I'm not trying to be rude. I just was handling something else. And she's like, no, I need you to come now. And I'm like, oh, my God, what could really be wrong? And so I wasn't privy to the radio information. But what oh, you I didn't have saw, a radio? Well, I probably had one, but I don't recall hearing that. But what I do remember is turning the corner and just seeing this couple on the table, like, banging. I can't even say it, like, politely. They were Doing just it. having sex at the table and I'm just like oh my god and not only are they having sex at the table there's some drunk dude at the table next to them puking his brains out on the ground and so they're having sex at a table with a giant pile of puke next to them and the bride's mother is standing next to her car that she pulled up to load things up and witnessing all of this Mind you, this is a very prominent family in this area that we are working in and where we, everyone knows everyone. Exactly. And we had done several other weddings and events and that's the reason we had done this one. And I mean, we would never say anything to anyone about what was going on, but it didn't end there. Oh no. It, it didn't. I was oh, like man. Well, if if they want to do it and make fools of themselves, I don't really care. I just walked away. I'm like, I don't have time for this. If they want to do this, they can do this. And then one of my team members got really upset. I'm like, oh, she was freaking out. Go get the venue person. I'm not, I, this is not our venue. I'm not in charge of this. So I guess he comes down and tells them what. And he just doesn't really care. He's like, well, I can't remove them from the property. Like there's nothing... I can do. And he didn't seem concerned at it, about it at all. And this particular team member was just coming out of her skin. She doesn't work with us anymore um, for many, 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 many reasons. But it's, you know, you have to pick your battles. So they, it, someone did end up saying something to them and then they moved it to behind yes. the all building. They, all they did was relocate. They, they ended up, so there's like a smaller stable house where relocate. the dancing was happening and where the first 
incident happened and then they moved behind the larger stable house near the tent where people were but weren't at the time because they were all dancing and I remember it was me and two other team members one of them being the one who was flipping out over it it's like what if something happens I'm like she's like, like what if she gets pregnant there's consequences to choices people <laughs> choices and so we round the corner because we're going to pick up something from one of the locations and something just can't be unseen in life. And that was one of those moments. And they were, you know, just doing it again, going at it, having fun all time. And so they eventually, I think, noticed that people were seeing them do this and they caught an Uber, but they were like, they left in separate Ubers. I they did? They did. Well, they were waiting for it, and they were not detached at that point. They were still going at it. They got into separate uh, cars. And it turns out, after speaking with the bride's mom after this wedding, that I guess that the guy was really drunk. The girl wasn't, and she really liked him from school or something. High and, school. Yeah, high school. And she was, like, taking advantage of him. I think it's it great. Was so weird, but it's like a crazy story that no one would ever believe, but it actually happened. It did. We're here. We're, we are here to tell you. So, Asha, what was your most memorable jaw dropping guest moment? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I do want to go back. You know, I feel like the experiences like that that you have at weddings, I mean, that was like your welcome aboard wedding. <laughs> Yeah, there was no, you know what? You know, hey. like, you're just going to throw you, just throw you the into fire. the fire, yeah. Yes. What's <laughs> the best way think? to do it? What did you think? Honestly, like, I feel like I didn't really think much. Like, I just went home and was like, okay. I, but I've had, like, so many different life experiences and just crazy things happen to me that when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, it's the yeah. world. Yeah, things happen. Yeah, it happens. That's funny. Well, I can say, you know, it's not since I've been working with Angela. It's just, I feel like as you get older, all these experiences that you have, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. No. I probably make a face. I'm like, hmm, that's a new one. <laughs> I know, I know like, the Aja face <laughs> right? from across the room. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a new one on me. But am I surprised? Probably not. So this particular event, you know, one thing I can say is the, the bartenders, it was just kind of rough, you know, they were not the nicest of people and, you know, they just wanted us to respect their venue, which I get. And I they mean, do have reason for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they don't want their liquor license revoked. Yes. Which is, you know, huge for them. But essentially what had happened, that's kind of how the day started. It didn't start off on the best note with the bartenders, but. Um, well, and they were late opening the venue and that's part of the reason why. Yes. And so throughout the night, you know, guests are getting more turned. Is that the way we're using turned? <laughs> drunk, if you don't know what that means, drunk. And, you know, you can tell that the bar bartenders were getting frustrated at different things, whether that be, you know, they were kind of tired of us asking for drinks to give to the bride and groom. I mean, there was just a lot of different things that were kind of triggers toward them. Part of it because we wanted, you have to be ABC licensed to serve alcohol mm -hmm. which a good portion of our team is but you have to turn in your abc license to the venue in order to serve drinks yes. and 
they did not want us, even though they could visibly see us bringing it to the bride and the groom, they didn't want us carrying drinks to them. Absolutely. So that was part of the reason I guess they were frustrated because yeah, they didn't I have the staff to do that themselves. They didn't have the staff to do it themselves. And, you know, but also too, it was a liability issue. And we're all about the experience and the service. So we're not going to make yes. the bride and groom up, go up to the bars themselves ever. To get ever. I agreed. And so let's say, I mean, it was at least a good 30 to 45 minutes before last call. And we never say last call, by the way, but we knew internally that it was at least 30 to, four, yeah, 30 to 45 <laughs> minutes. They were still serving drinks. Everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, I see a bartender running across the room and he's just fuming mad. And I don't understand why. And he doesn't have, he doesn't ever hide his emotions. He's a no. very Blunt expressive person. Yeah. yeah. And so our take on what had happened, he comes out of the bathroom. And it was clear that he had, I guess, taken a small break and it wasn't a break. But he had come back and had made this. Well, first the dad came up to us I think and then we talked to Angela because he came up and he was like why is the bar closed and then we learned about that well yeah that so the bar was closed because of the reason why after the bartender had gone into the bathroom but long story short he'd went to the restroom and (laughs) there was a group of guys who were in the bathroom doing cocaine off of the toilet the toilet seat just lying (laughs) how desperate are you and apparently you know in all of their coke Coked up minds, they forgot one major thing, and that was locking the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. So not oh, only man. were they doing this in the bathroom, but they were doing this with the bathroom door open. You know, of course, it was one of those situations where they completely denied it. But I mean, the bar, I mean, everything's on camera, you know. And it's, also in a venue where it's specifically posted not to bring illegal substances yes. inside the venue. Not that you should ever bring them anywhere. But like, I don't know. If you're going to yeah. do it, be smart about it. I guess. And, but the my most favorite, like, yes, that was jaw-dropping, but my most favorite was afterwards when we're doing the exit or the send-off and Angela casually goes up to the suspected guys or suspected individuals <laughs> who did cocaine and she's like, um, who's your dealer? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a real question right now? And then you just casually ask them, so how you doing? What's going on? And I'm just like, what? I think he should leave. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so you know. But was, I was trying to find out who his dealer I know. was. Because my brother could have busted the dealer. I know. I know. And I'm just like, wow. You know, jaw drop one was the cocaine <laughs> on the toilet. And then you were the second one. It was just so funny. Um, and it no. was definitely a party crowd. But I, they're such good people. Like, these are actually really great, genuine, good awesome clients. People. And we love them. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a party crowd, but I would have never expected someone to do that. Or at no, least do it somewhere else. Yeah. And so then he's like, I'm just going to walk off the property now. So I followed him and like, I was like, do you realize that by you bringing cocaine, A, into here and B, snorting it and C, letting people see you do that, you almost caused this entire wedding for my bride and groom, i.e. your friends, to be completely shut down. Why would you do that? Why would you even think when you walk out of your place, wherever you live, your truck, your car, wherever, that like it's okay to (laughs) do cocaine and live in a truck or a car? I'm just saying, like, why do you think it's okay and it's appropriate? You had to have been drugged up before you ever even walked in. Absolutely. Like, seriously, like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, these people have spent a lot of money and invested 
so much effort in making sure every single guest has such an amazing experience. And then your little mister could have ruined it all. I mean, and what would they do if there wasn't like a planner there who could genuinely be nice and like talk them down off the ledge? And I would say too, if you are a vendor or a bar manager or really anyone listening to this, if you're going to talk about it and flip out about it, please pull us aside privately to talk to us about it. Because when he came over to us all flustered, the dad was standing right, right behind there. him and heard everything. And it was just not appropriate. No, it, w- it was it was bad. Just in the way that it was delivered. It just wasn't something that he needed to hear. No. I do agree with that, but in that same respect too, I'm I'm glad that he did at least come to us first. He could have very well called the police. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, which he had every right to do, and that would have been a whole nother situation in itself. You know, cops showing up and sirens and busting wedding. It's not a good situation. So, yeah, probably a, a jaw dropping moment that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised, but I'm like, hmm, that's a new one on me. So. Or what about the Tom that the bride's like, yeah, my friend, we'll just call him Tom. Tom is going to emcee the whole wedding. And we did have a band, but because we have uh, challenges with emcees, you know, we like to hire them. And so she's like, no, no, my friend has a great voice and just put everything on the timeline that you want him to say. And he'll be great. He'll, he'll say it. So Tom apparently doesn't like to speak in front of people. Why would you volunteer your friend who doesn't even know? And we, not inform them. Well, and we had his email because we emailed him the timeline. And then when I go up to him and he's eating his dinner and I'm like, it's time to start. And he looks at me like deer in headlights, like I have 10 heads or something. And I'm, I thought he was kidding. I'm like, you are kidding, right? Like you do know that you've been volunteered to like MC. And he's like, no, I don't. So we're walking up onto stage and he's like, being a good sport and he's like I think I'm gonna pee in my pants like I get really nervous in front of people I don't like to speak in front of people I'm like do I have the right right, Tom like maybe I should just check so I go and I ask the client like that's your friend that you want to and she's like yeah 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 he has a great voice well you know how some people like they sing in public and like that movie Coyote Ugly they just she shuts their eyes and sings and she has a beautiful voice whatever like it was that kind of a situation, but he doesn't like to talk in front of people. And he's like sweating. And then he's like, I have a new baby and I really need to be over there with my wife, like making excuses. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not dressed to MC and the band's definitely not doing it. So here's what you're going to say. And I'm just like pushing him out. And he, he did, he did say a few things. And then, um, he was talking and then I stepped around the corner and then I turned back and he was gone. And the microphone was laying on the ground where he had walked off. And I'm like, are you serious? And so there were only like a few more things to announce. And I think I ended up doing it. You did. I did. I ended up doing it because I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was just done. He was done. I, I, I don't, I think he went and vomited because he was like so nervous in front of people. But again, another jaw dropping moment of a guest where I'm like, why don't these people communicate with these people? Like, it's just really bad, really bad. What's something else? 
fire. We had a client catch on fire. Again, this was, gosh. So we had a client who had a sparkler send-off. And not only did they have actual sparklers that you hold, but also the really pretty, we call them sparkle fountains that come from the ground and you get really pretty pictures with them. And they're actually carried out by a pyrotechnic company. And so there were a lot of people at that wedding and we got everyone outside and people, it was the night before New Year's Eve. And so people were very drunk, you know, they didn't have to be anywhere the next day. So they were not holding back. And so handing drunk people sparklers is always kind of a scary moment um, because you're handing intoxicated people sticks of fire. And I can't tell you how many times myself and our team members have had like, especially at winter weddings, like holes burned in our gloves and like our hands singed because people just hand you hot sparklers after they're done with them. So now we, we get buckets and we, and we fill them with water and we tell people, please put your used sparkler in the bucket to avoid that. So pro tip on that. But what happened was there were so many sparklers and a pile of them had gotten set down and one of the guests who was very drunk picked them up and like 50 of them. Yes. It was 50. more than a handful and lit them. And it was at the moment when the bride and groom were walking out to do their exit, which Down would step. have been, and still was very beautiful, but was also could have been very dangerous because he picked them up, lit them and then dropped them. And well, she knocked him out of his head because when we opened the doors and they went to run out, he, his elbow. Well, I think he noticed like, oh my God, this is a lot of fire. And then and he dropped, threw them down. As I'm literally screaming as loud as I can. No! You know, like this slow moment mm-hmm. where it's like you're grabbing somebody and you're like, don't do that. And it, it just all happened so fast. Yeah. So they got caught up under her dress and Angela, like, save the day because Thank she God. grabbed them and her dress started to unravel. So like her, her dress didn't cinch too much except for the underneath. So if you're looking at it from the outside, you really couldn't tell that all of the tool under her dress just started to unravel and she was very drunk too. So she thought it was funny. Yeah. I, <laughs> but in the, there's videos of it where I'm like screaming, like at the top of my lungs, like stop, like don't move. So we could like get all the sparklers out from around, her dress. Like, what? Yeah, but <laughs> she did. She paid attention, even though she was really drunk. And she's like, oh, okay. And then the next day, people are sending us videos. Yeah. And you see in the video, Angela walking across with this fireball, like taking it away. And then not only did that happen, but where we were, the road was supposed to be closed off. And there the was, van. Yes. There were supposed to be barriers up. And they had a beautiful vintage car that they were going to do an accident. And as soon as the pyro guy hit the button for the sparkle fountains to go off, that only lasts 20 seconds, by the way, this van drives through and like completely ruined the shot. Not a pretty van. No, it was a minivan. Mm-hmm. And like he stopped and was waving at everyone. And we're like, what are you doing? This ain't your parade. Keep going. Oh my gosh. But there were supposed to be barriers up and someone on the security team just didn't do didn't do their job so there was was a fun one too 
Yeah. So now when people set sparklers down, like I, I, I don't like to get, so if there's 200 people, we don't like to get 200 sparklers. We might get 120 because usually some people leave before the end of the night. But even at this last one, we had two new interns and, you know, I forgot to tell them like, like if, if I'm passing out the sparklers, which often it's not me, it's someone else because I'm doing something else then I, I like guard them with my life. Like they're a child, like a newborn, like you can't touch them. Like you're only getting one sparkler. By the way, that's the second time I've had someone do that at a wedding. And like this guy, this groomsman actually like caught on fire. Um, you just shouldn't do things like that. There's consequences. But anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. And I think it's funny to talk about it now, but I know in the it morning, wasn't funny then. You were like zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, but I get it. Like it's, it's, it's a safety issue. Right. And like, totally. I don't know. It's just, it was very scary. And, um, <laughs> we don't like, like sparklers. Yes. We're having fun, but that fun can quickly be over, especially when there's a huge fireball. Um, and luckily a worse situation was avoided and yes. everyone was okay, but it could have been much worse. Really bad. Really, really bad. Another jaw-dropping moment is when you have a guest slash friend of the bride and the family who is paying for everything because they can. And they think that they can kind of do whatever they want but it doesn't really work like that like there's rules in place for a reason and so this guest brought in their own alcohol which you can't do at most venues anywhere because if they have a liquor license again it's a liability right so this client brings in all this alcohol and like kind of showcases it out in front of people and so, of course, the venue person comes over and says to me, hey, I don't want to upset that guest, but we really can't be having that. And so I'm like, I just kind of play dumb. Like, I really didn't know because I, w- I really wasn't paying attention. I mean, there's a million things going through our heads on, on an event day. And, but it was brought to my attention. And so in a nice professional manner, I went over and said, you know, there's a policy here at the venue for liability reasons. We're not supposed to bring in outside alcohol. So if you want anything, you can go to the bar. But I would definitely just put that away. And basically, I was telling the guests, like, go into the bathroom where there's no cameras and drink what you want. But like, just you can't have it out like this. And she was not happy. And this was also someone that you were familiar with because this is a life cycle client. We've done many events with um, they knew me group of people very well. and we're all very familiar with each other. And so it made it even more difficult and challenging because I think that she felt like she was, I don't know, like, how would you put it? She at one point thought you were recording a conversation. Well, yeah, she was like, why? She's like, Angela. I paid for all this. Like, why can't I bring my own alcohol in here? And I will mention the alcohol that some of the guests had and the alcohol served to the guests was two different, I guess, like super premium to like just 
the normal, I don't know. Yes, very different tiers. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, But again, like rules are rules. And like, you can't just be doing it outright in front of other people. It's just disrespectful to the venue. And yeah, she got really upset with me and was like, why are you telling me? And so finally, I was like, can we go into the back room? And like, I just took her behind closed doors. And I was like, look, the venue person is breathing down my throat and like we're either they're going to stop the party and tell everyone to leave if you don't put up your stuff like and then she's like well can't you do something I mean don't you have a relationship with these people like why can't I just do what I want to do and I'm like I, I think you've had you've had too much to drink like oh my gosh like just go downstairs and have fun with the guests And she did. She did go down for a little bit. We were upstairs, like cleaning up, tidying up, doing some work. And I was taking a picture of lotion on a couch. And she comes up. There were a few people up there that were talking. And I had like taken a picture, walked away. And then I went back over to the couch to pick up the lotion. And she turned and she's like, are you recording our conversation? I'm like, why would I record your conversation? And you know how drunk, really drunk people like, I guess some people get paranoid. And I'm, I'm just like, no one recording your conversation. Well, I think it was the two way radios. Oh, that's right. right. And so we were, you know, as we do corresponding over the two way radios. And in addition to us doing that, and then you taking the pictures right next to her, I felt like this particular client thought we were recording, you know, visually and uh, like on audio, her conversations that she was having with her husband, family members, whatever. So I, I do think that that's where that came from. But, You're right. Um, you know, the comment at the end, it was just, it was very crazy. And I think, I don't, and I don't know if she wanted to say this or not, but it was into the fact of like, you know, I've been in court once and I'm not afraid to go back again. And it was just really crazy. And she felt really hostile. Yeah. And then she stormed out and left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we've done more events since then for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that people just have a little bit too much to drink. Um, they just get a little bit out of hand. And so the really the point to that, I mean, it was, again, I was just kind of like jaw drop floored. But it's like, I don't take things personal. You never know what's going on with people. And it's like, I would never act like that. But like, I guess some, some people do it. And I'm, I'm still like shocked sometimes at, you know, what, what people end up doing. So it was a little crazy. So what about the wedding party at a hotel? Are we talking about four-legged wedding yeah. party? <laughs> So not only have we had, like we were talking at the beginning of this episode, some crazy wedding party members, we've had some crazy four-legged friends, guests. Well, even wedding party, because the whole reason that we went up there in the first place is because the wedding party trashed the room. Oh yeah, such a mess. And someone had said, we normally don't go up into where our our couples are staying unless we're like decorating the room well housekeeping said that it was That's too much right. of a mess for them to go up there and we're like are uh, you serious <laughs> I guess we should go it was room. so gross and so we went up there and <laughs> it was a pet friendly hotel and they had three dogs up there three small dogs I think there were four 
Were there four? Yeah. There were four. I just remember two and then one like really timid dog that looked like it wanted to bite everyone. But uh, yeah, so we're cleaning the room and like wrapping up and these dogs are just watching us this whole time. And the poor things, like they've been cooped up in this room, like a lot of their owners slash moms and dads are from out of town. So they don't have anywhere else to stay. And it's just a small hotel room. It was a suite, but like for a dog, it's, it's a small area. And so we wrapped up cleaning and we look over and the dogs, I guess, decided to cure their boredom or something like that. And we're humping each other. Like going at it. Like, yeah. (laughs) It's not only humans, it's dogs too. It's something about wedding weekends. I don't know. It was we like our both of our jaws just like dropped. Like what? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, puppies, <laughs> calm down. Maybe housekeeping didn't want to go in there because they were afraid of the dog. Maybe I don't know. The room got clean. Did you all pull the dogs apart? No. Oh, you just walked past them. I mean, Aja, you know my run-ins with dogs. <laughs> Amanda gets bit over here. I have, well, I got bit this year, and it was a little dog, and it's so mean. I have a little dog. He's a sweet dog. He doesn't get it. We love our dog. <laughs> Did she pull Lily and Pepe apart when they were, like, rare? She's like, I'm not touching your dog. Ever since I got bit, I am not interfering with their communication. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Their puppy talk. <laughs> Any final thoughts on just jaw-dropping moment. I think that when crazy things happen, you just have to remember that humans are human, animals are animals, and some things are out of your control. And you just have to roll with it, and life goes on. Don't take it personal. And, you know, just wrapping up, jaw-dropping situation. Say that five times. Jaw-dropping, jaw-dropping, jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping, 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 jaw-dropping. Angel, I think you should share some light on, you know, how to prepare for some of those situations. And, I mean, you can't really prepare because, I mean, I don't walk into an event thinking, oh, I hope to see two humans having sex. There is always something. Like, you can walk in and say, you know what, today's going to be a great day. There might be something crazy happen, but you can never predict what that crazy thing is going to be. And when it comes, you're like, okay, here it is. So my thing is, is like with situations like that, you know, when they do happen and I mean, you can go in thinking, okay, like I need to not prepare for the worst, but like, what, what can you do like to be on the more proactive side of that? Not so much on the reactive when things like that happen. Well, it's exactly that. Don't react. Stay calm. And stay calm. Seriously. And you can't control what people You can't. And sometimes like there are times where... I look at a situation and I'm like, I, that's not going to change anything and it's not harming anybody else. And if they want to make a fool out of themselves, then I'm going to walk away and I don't do anything. <laughs> just like so many, things. so many other things going on that are just so much more important that yeah. people's decisions, if they're not harming someone, then there's no need to interfere. Yeah. I just, you got to pick your battles and And again, like, stay calm, stay professional, like, don't act like a crazy person, like, don't stoop to their level, and half the time, they're drinking, or they're on drugs, and, you know, you're hired as a professional to maneuver these situations, and people are trusting you that if something does, heaven forbid, come up or happen, you are there to handle it, and you've got to know how to react, 
and, and it's hard if you've never been under pressure like that, then you, you don't really know how you're going to react or what you're going to do. But maybe you'll think back to this podcast and think <laughs> like you're not alone. Yes. Stay calm. No one's dying. Things could be worse. You can either walk up and be professional or you can walk away. And I will say like, like a, a little bit ago, we talked about a lady falling and a guy busting his head open. I mean, we have just had to call 911. Um, sometimes like it is above your, I'm not going to say pay grade, but it's above, it's just out of your hands and don't try to do everything yourself. Like you're not Superman or Superwoman, although sometimes people think that we are perfect and we can fix everything. Just try to remain calm and professional and remember that there are people there to help, that you don't have to do it alone. Amen. I agree. Amen. <laughs> That's really great insight. Well, so our next episode, I feel like we need to continue this um, jaw-dropping moment. I feel like I have to make the noise. <gasps> <gasps> Um, and I feel like we should also share on the business side just some internal team drop jaw dropping moments where it's like you know when you've been doing something for so long and then people come into the industry or, or into your space and they're just young fresh new chickens that are so excited about chirping around and then really it's just like did you just say that? Did, are you really do like? Did that just happen? Is this real? Yeah. Is this real? And it's like the older I get, the younger our interns get, and they just really it don't is a know. Different world. They just it don't is. know. And honestly, I mean, quite honestly, I'm more surprised by you know the interns and potential team members that we have doing these things just because we do set the expectation, yeah. and they are fully aware. Guests when they're drunk you know, their inhibitions are lower. They're there to party. They're there to party. I mean, and we come in with that mindset knowing that, but when it's our own team members and they know the expectations, that is That's the most jaw through the floor. <laughs> like, right? It doesn't just stop at the floor. It's through the floor. Yeah, so. through the floor. So we'll, we'll continue this on the next podcast talking about some internal buzz. So thanks so much. You'll have to tune in next week to Business Unveiled, where we will be sharing some behind-the-scenes stories of team-dropping moments. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Bye, you all. Bye. (laughs) If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.